0: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I am Steven Serta. Happy to be joined by our friend from BoltsFromTheBlue.com, Michael Peterson. He is the managing editor of our sister site. You can check out all of his work on the Los Angeles Chargers there. You can also hear him right here on the final Friday of every month on the AFC West mixtape that we will be bringing you all throughout the NFL season to keep tabs on the AFC West and what's going on with every team there. Michael we got a pretty big game this week, so how are we doing? What's going on? How we how you feeling?
1: Uh, stressed is probably a good word for it. Uh, last season, the Chargers were able to, to to win in Arrowhead early in the season, and it seems like over the last, I want to say five to six years, the Chiefs and Chargers always play within, I want to say, the first two, three weeks of the season. So this is always obviously a very tough game. It's a division game. Um, but I think it always sets the, the, you know, the tempo and the pace for the rest of the season. So last year, obviously a, a win and arrowhead, you know, led to a pretty decent season. Yes. They missed the playoffs. This is a better chargers team, but at the same time, chiefs look just as good as they ever have. So this is definitely not going to be a cakewalk by any measure.
0: Yeah. And I want to get in the game a little bit, and there's going to be some injuries on both sides of the ball that could affect the result a little bit here, but To start things off, I'm just curious, kind of getting a, uh, you mentioned how good the chiefs look already. And I think the chargers looked really impressive in their week one matchup against the Raiders, but what's your temperature check on this AFC West right now after, you know, the Raiders offensive line. I think it is very true to say that their offensive line is going to be a huge problem. And I don't know what happened with the Broncos on Monday night. It seems like Nathaniel Hackett is in way over his head. That was one of the most poorly managed games I think I've ever watched.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, I think in my picks for this week, I was like, look, the Broncos are going to steamroll the Seahawks. They don't have a quarterback. The Broncos were just a quarterback away from being a very good football team. And somehow they went out and and lost that game. And I mean, it, it was definitely weird. I know a lot of the talk around Russell Wilson after that game is he just didn't look like himself. He had like a glazed look in his eyes towards the end of the game. He just didn't look confident Uh, uncomfortable in any of those late game situations. So it it was definitely odd to see uh, them at an 0-1 start. I I would never have expected. As for the Raiders, I think that's a good football team. I think the Chargers came out and did a really good job. I think that defense performed the way you were supposed to after spending as much money as you did, and that's still without J.C. Jackson, your number one cornerback. Devontae Adams did his thing. I think that's going to be an incredible connection all season long. If they can sure up the offensive line, if they can sure up uh, some of the defense as well, I think they are going to go far. I, I wouldn't overreact to a week one loss if you're a Raiders fan. Um, and then obviously, the top two teams right now Chargers, Chiefs, right? Winner of this game, sole possession early on in the AFC West, uh, both as good as they've ever been. You know, Chiefs don't need Tyreek Hill to score points. Chargers, if they can play a complete game of offense for all four quarters, uh, they're going to be a lot better. But overall, it's an exciting game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, most people aren't keeping tabs on every team in the AFC West, the way that we are. And Mm -hmm. and so we're kind of entrenched in this division and, you know, we were still picking chiefs and chargers, despite the difficulty of the division. Like these are the top two teams in the division. Uh, The NFL knows what they're doing, scheduling this matchup on the very first Amazon prime Thursday night football game, because, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. And as far as arm talent goes, it's you know those two and then Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. But what did you see from Herbert that impressed you in that week one matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders?
1: I think the biggest thing that stood out has got to be his ability to extend plays, escape the pocket and make something happen. Uh, that's why a Patrick Mahomes is as good as he is. That's why Aaron Rodgers is as good as he is. Um, the mobile quarterbacks you see right now kind of dominating the NFL. That's one of the big things that they almost need to have down to a science for them to, to not only have success themselves, but for the team to have success. Uh, I thought it was phenomenal, man. I mean, the, the, the throw to Gerald Everett for his final touchdown of the game, just to see a first year player have that kind of connection for First year with the Chargers, excuse me, player to have that connection with Justin Herbert, where Herbert knows to break out of the pocket and then ever knows to turn it up. And then he knows Herbert knows how to hit the back shoulder. I mean, it was just kind of like piece by piece by piece. Perfect. Uh, it just seemed like he's taken a step forward, right? Like last year, Brandon Staley said they were doing football 101 with their offense, installing it, getting ready. And then this year it's 202, right? He's had a year in it. He understands everything better. He's able to work on his cadence a lot more, something he's been doing with Corey Lindsley, which is something they're taking from Aaron Rodgers, being able to manipulate that cadence and get those free plays if possible. So overall, it just it looks like Justin Herbert, but again, he's just taking a step forward.
0: How did you feel about the offense as a whole after that week one performance? Because I I do think that it's fair to say at times last year, you kind of saw them struggle to put points on the board, which, you know, despite having Justin Herbert, you would think that would never be a problem, but it was sometimes for them last year. So what, what did you did you see improvement there? Do you feel more confident in this overall offensive scheme for the
1: Chargers? Uh, I can't say I'm, I'm feeling super confident. I, I just don't think I can, especially when it disappeared in the fourth quarter. Um, for those who didn't watch the game, three of their last four drives aside from kneeling the football, uh, were three and outs. And I think the drive where they got a first down, it was just the one first down and then they immediately punted. Um, it, it was just a really tough look for an offense. Like you said, that has Justin Herbert has a plethora of playmakers and Austin Eckler, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Yes, was knocked out of this game, but Austin Eckler playing 49% of the snaps, um, on offense, really isn't a good look. I mean, yeah, he didn't have that great of a of a game on the ground, but him ending with four catches for 36 yards usually is not the stat line you see because usually those those catches go up if his rushing um, isn't really working out too much. Um, it, it it was tough. Let's just say it was tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I I still I went back and tried to watch uh, a fair amount of that game to kind of prepare for this Thursday night matchup and. Yeah, I still came away being like, man, this team should put more points on the board. Like we saw how easy it looked for the Chiefs in week one against the Cardinals. And, you know, Justin Herbert uh, was making just insane throws. And it's Mm. like Patrick Mahomes was doing the same thing. And I want to see this showdown between these quarterbacks, but the Chargers still seem to be struggling to just kind of put it all together and make it look easy for Justin Herbert the way that Andy Reid does for Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I I mean – Andy Reid is who he is, right? He's just such a phenomenal play caller, such a great offensive coach. And in that fourth quarter, obviously we saw the Chargers offense basically turtle up, right? It was it became the the run-run pass, very predictable offense, trying not to lose. And after the game, I believe it was on Monday, Joe Lombardi did admit, he said, I'm pretty sure I got way too conservative in that fourth quarter. And and, and that was very frustrating and kind of halfway apologized for it. Um, But even, you know, with an offense that uh, can put up points. Justin Herbert doesn't necessarily have to throw to the best players on, on his team to find success. And I think that is a good thing. Yes. For fantasy football players, you know, Williams and Eckler are not getting uh, touchdowns for your team, but I mean, this guy can go through his progressions, like nobody's business, go to that fourth, fifth option, um, and it's why you see, especially going back to his his rookie season, this guy, it doesn't matter who's on the field, he's probably going to find someone for a touchdown. That's why fullbacks get uh, touchdowns. Third string tight ends get touchdowns. DeAndre Carter, who's apparently the fifth string wide receiver, is scoring the touchdown, right? I mean, that's a big thing to have for your quarterback, right? He, he's never out of the play. He'll find somebody to make something happen. But in a game as important as week one against a divisional rival, I like to see guys like Williams, Eckler, have those big games that we come to expect from them.
0: So, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball because obviously there was a huge investment there this off season, but another big investment was kind of along that offensive line, which really struggled at times last year. Like we know Rayshon Slater is a stud, but the other side of the offensive line needed a lot of work this off season. Did you come away from week one and, you know, and this is acknowledging that the Raiders have uh pretty good pass rush with max crosby and chandler jones are two very good guys coming off the edge and they still managed to put pressure on justin herbert but herbert was good i think just kind of outmaneuvering that and trying to compensate for the offensive line how do you feel about that new group after week one
1: i would be wrong to say that like i'm upset about it i would think that uh I think they played well. Let's just put it that way. But Trey Pipkins is obviously the weak spot. Uh, He ended with a PFF overall grade of of 53, which if you've watched a lot of his games over the last few seasons, 53 is actually an improvement. I thought he did well in pass protection. At the end of the day, they allowed zero sacks to either Chandler Jones or Max Crosby. But where he struggled the most was in the run game. Honestly, the whole offensive line struggled in the run game. Max Crosby, as good as he is getting after the quarterback, he's a phenomenal run game stopper. Uh, Zion Johnson also had first round rookie, everyone's super high on uh he didn't have that good of a run uh grade because he faced on that right side with crosby and that defensive tackle running games um it's a tough look but I, I think they're good i think it's week one they'll get better for a line that has Rashawn slater Corey Lindsley. um you just have to expect better and there's no way that run game can go on going forward with austin eckler having 36 yards with the backup having 20 i mean you just can't find sustained success unless you're able to run the football better
0: Yeah, and it's important to remember in the NFL, and I feel like we don't make a big enough deal about this, that the offensive line you know, actually get them the game reps and see how they develop throughout the season. So I I do think that the Chargers offensive line is going to improve as the year goes on. Um, Before we move to the defense, it seems highly unlikely that Keenan Allen is going to be available in this contest. So we don't Chiefs fans know about Mike Williams, but you already mentioned Gerald Everett. Who are some of the other pass catchers they should be keeping an eye on in this game?
1: Uh, number one has got to be Josh Palmer. Uh, he's a second-year round, uh, second year wide receiver. He was a third-round pick out of Tennessee last year. Um, Had a big preseason um, in limited snaps last year. He also showed that he has the ability to be um, here in the NFL to play wide receiver at the professional level. And he's one of the guys I'm really, really excited about. On our first episode of the AFC West Mixtape, he was kind of my guy that I wanted to shout out. I, just, I have that feeling, man, that if he gets an opportunity, which all of a sudden he does, a much bigger opportunity without Allen, I think he's going to impress. I'm really excited to see what he can do um, in a hostile environment like Arrowhead. And then obviously you got to point out DeAndre Carter, who for the most part up to this point in his career has just been a return guy. He's played minimally on offense last year. um, He scored the first three touchdowns of his career, and he'd been in the NFL at that point five, six years. So for him to come in week one with the chargers and score touchdown and not only the one touchdown catch, he had a phenomenal uh, really difficult catch to help extend the drive that did end in his touchdown. So those are two guys I'd expect to have much bigger roles on offense, especially if for, for whatever reason another week goes by and Mike Williams just doesn't seem to be the same one we remember from last year.
0: Yeah, that was a little bit of shocking uh, considering Keenan Allen left the game so early that Mike Williams (laughs) just had such a quiet week one, but What's working in the Chargers favor this week is that chiefs are going to be without first round cornerback. Trent McDuffie um, It is likely going to be seventh round cornerback. Uh, Jalen Watson over fourth round cornerback, Joshua Williams, who might be in the mix there. And then they've got Lejarius Sneed and Rashad Fenton, but that's a matchup to keep an eye on, on the outside corner for the Kansas city chiefs. Um It's not ideal going against Justin Herbert and starting a seventh round cornerback, even though he has looked pretty good through training camp and, and week one, but not a great situation for the Chiefs. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, it's safe to say Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are going to be a huge problem uh, just throughout the entire season. Khalil Mack, uh, they they accounted for four and a half sacks in week one. Uh, they were both just menaces all day long for Derek Carr. But... How do you feel about the improvement along the rest of the defensive line? Because that interior of the Chargers defensive line was one of the worst in the NFL last year. And so, you know, Mac gets the headlines because he's the star pass rusher, but they did make improvements along the interior to try to shore up that part of the defense.
1: Yeah, the additions were Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, former Ram, played with Brandon Staley in 2020 um, over there. And then Austin Johnson played last year with the New York Giants, was a very underrated guy in his own right. Both players come in as some of the better players in the NFL in terms of run-stop win rate a year ago. um, They were among the best. I want to say number one, and this is a limited snap count, but Braden Fajoka, who's now on the Chargers practice squad, was number one in run-stop win rate last year. Um, And then number two was actually Sebastian Joseph Day. And I want to say within the top 15, maybe just outside of it was Austin Johnson. And if you were to compare that to uh, Chargers defense tackles last year, Jerry Tillery was, I, I believe, in like the 80s. Linval Joseph was in the 40s or 50s. I mean, th- this is a much better unit to stop the run, which is obviously the biggest thing, the biggest problem they had um, a year ago. I also want to say both of them showed quite a bit of pass rush up the middle. No, neither of them got home, but you could just notice that that pocket was getting a little bit smaller um, from point A to point B up the middle than it was a year ago. And I think that was a big reason why guys like Khalil Mack and Joy Bosa were able to have as much success as they did uh, against Derek Carr was because he did not have room to step up. And that's just one part of making an elite pass rush is being able to combine the interior pass rush with the guys on the edges.
0: The, the edges there are going to be a huge problem, but shoring up the interior of that defensive line, I think is going to do wonders for the defense, just as a whole for the chargers. And yeah, you know, we saw the chiefs running backs have a lot of success, success week one against the Arizona Cardinals. They used Jerick McKinnon, Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco and all three of them found running lanes and made some explosive plays and, and stuff like that. But it might be a tougher task here on Thursday. And, you already mentioned J.C. Jackson, their you know num- number one free agent acquisition and uh, a stud NFL cornerback out week one. Sounds like he's probably going to be out week two as well with the quick turnaround. Uh, How do you feel about this Chargers secondary? And I also want to acknowledge for Chiefs fans, Patrick Mahomes carved up the Cardinals. Their secondary sucks. It's terrible. And, and I think the Chargers have quite a bit more talent, even without J.C. Jackson headed into this
1: game. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last couple of years, regardless of how good the Chargers secondary looked on paper, they've done a really good job of, of limiting Mahomes. Um, You know, he's not getting 300 yards consistently. I want to say in 2020, I want to say 2019. They were the only team to, to keep them under 200 yards. And I think they did it twice. in those really close games with the one in Mexico city. Um, They've done a really good job without JC Jackson. I mean, you've got Michael Davis, Asante Samuel jr. um, And your slot corner is now Bryce Callahan. And, and, I'll tell you what, if if Callahan didn't come out and play as well as he did against the Raiders, really shutting down that slot and limiting Hunter Renfro to, I think, just two or three catches, a guy who had 100 and 1,000 just a year ago, I, I'd probably feel a lot less confident, but knowing how deep that secondary looks now, and, and they only kept five on the roster, I mean, besides their top three I just named, it's just two rookies, and they didn't really need to go that deep against the Raiders. We'll see against the Chiefs, who like to spread it out quite a bit. Hopefully, they won't need to force one of those rookies um, in into snaps, maybe they can utilize Nas Adderley, Derwin James, or maybe even rookie J.T. Woods, uh, covering receiver as well. But overall, I'm I'm feel pretty good about it. I know these teams like to go to war, uh, but it's Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day, and if these guys aren't aren't on their Ps and Qs, it could be a very long day for the Charger secondary.
0: So before we get out of here, I, I have to ask you, what is your game prediction as we head into the first Amazon Prime <laughs> Thursday Night Football game of the year?
1: Yeah, I uh try to be very objective about these things. Um and I, honestly right now I am going to predict a Chiefs win. I think it will be a close game. Uh I think points will be scored, so I want to say something around like 31-27, roughly around there. For the Chargers to win in Arrowhead last season, they did need to take advantage of of some fourth downs, some big time plays obviously in clutch moments and you know i think regression just says maybe if they go for you know let's just say as many as they did last year uh they maybe don't make as many and so at that point those probably are the, the difference makers in this game so i would probably say a chiefs win in their own stadium 31 27 he is michael
0: peterson again please make sure you check out his work on our sister site bolts from the you can follow him on twitter at zone tracks michael we will talk to you again on the next afc west mixtape good luck see you on Thursday and good luck to the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.